0: the board three forty service it's about ready to go. Imagine booking your LL flight to Israel, your hotel, rental car, and tours from the comfort of your own home or office within minutes and saving up to 20% to boot. All that and more is now reality at LL Vacations. Now for Arut Sheva listeners only. Order a flight and hotel in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv through the Arut Sheva site and get a free cell phone with 60 minutes to use absolutely free. Click on the banner on IsraelNationalRadio.com. Shalom, shalom, and welcome to the Noahide Nation Show. I'm your co-host, Ray Patterson, and uh, today I have kind of a a special show that is also a sad show. A friend of mine, and possibly, more than likely, a friend of yours, Professor Wendell Jones, on the morning of December the 27th, passed away, and he is it was just a great man he he affected many people and he lived a life that was very very unique and extraordinary and today i would like very much so to give him honor that is due him. I'd like to talk to you about Vendel Jones and the way he lived his life and how he affected people. Of course, I would like to dedicate this show to his memory and to also his wife, Anita. So I guess I should probably kind of start out with how I met Vendel. Now, most people that you talk to that are very, very, very close to Vendel will tell you that they had their lives dramatically changed as a result of speaking with Vendel, uh, as a result of Vendel teaching them Torah. Vendel Jones turned probably more people into Noahides than any other Gentile that is around uh, he just he did so many wondrous things for so many people that the list is virtually endless and for me uh, and my wife we knew Vendel for over six years and we first met Vendel uh, was basically through his wife over the telephone. Mary and I were living in San Diego at the time and had our own group going out in San Diego and we're looking to move. And so I did uh, some research and Texas kept coming up as one of the places we ought to really look into. So uh, we decided to do that. And so I kind of looked up on the Internet, did some searches on Noahide and things of this nature, and ran across Vendel's website uh, for Vendel Jones Research Institute. And I started reading about Vendel and holy cow, uh, after I was done going through his website, I was absolutely amazed that with this man. I mean, even if, even if we didn't move to Texas, I needed to go and visit Texas just to visit Vendel Jones. So I picked up the phone and, and called the phone number that was on the website and got his lovely wife, Anita. And at the end of the line, uh, I must tell you it was just the kindest. Generalist voice you could ever hear and in person Anita was the exact same way and we chatted for a while and we kind of got to to know each other and I told her that we were we were no hides and that we were looking to move and you know we were thinking of coming out and, and doing a visit in in Texas So, as it turned out, she gave us the names of a few people down in an area where we're contemplating moving, which is kind of the Austin metro area, and these folks were in the Colleen area, and she gave us a, a, a couple names of, of people, John and Gloria, and so we made our arrangements to come out to Texas and, and visit and kind of just check out Texas, see what it was like, and meet with these folks, John and Gloria, and, and hopefully uh, with Wendell uh, Jones as well, and we made our trip and came out and met with uh, John and Gloria and had Uh, an absolutely fabulous dinner and uh, just a great time with them in their home it was it was lovely and while mary and i were there i got a phone call from our realtor in san diego and she called to tell us that our house had sold that it was the very first people who came through our house came through it and and purchased it right then and there and wanted to move in as quickly as possible. So upon returning to San Diego, we obviously were were packing up. But anyway, we also were able to meet uh, Vendel and Anita and a number of other folks out on this trip. And when we when we met, we were really astonished at some of the things that that Vendel had. I mean, he had a museum, and he was going through a number of the things that he had discovered involving the the temple. And we sat in on a, a couple of Torah studies, and it was just absolutely fabulous. Uh, it was a, a time that I will never uh, ever forget. Uh, I also remember uh, Vendel uh, having a conference, an Ohio conference uh, out in uh, uh Texas as well, out in uh, his area uh, near Arlington and my wife and I went to the first, you know our first one and it was mind-boggling. Uh the the speakers and everyone that was there and and Vendel, I mean the whole thing was just Just an incredible, incredible experience. So needless to say, we have attended everyone since then. So it it was uh, a fabulous time that was, you know, put on by Vendel and uh, Anita and uh, VJRI. And I know that uh, people there, there were a lot of folks that uh, just had uh, a great time. And most recently, we celebrated the 20th anniversary of that conference. Uh, yes, 20 years ago uh, in 2000, let's see, from 2009, wait a minute, no, it was 2010, that 20 years prior to that, they had their f- very first conference in Fort Worth. And uh, Vendel was basically the, the, the man that, many will tell you, refounded the Noahide movement. It's a difficult thing to say that when you when you consider the Noahide laws. I mean, it's quite literally the oldest religion known to man. And Vendel uh, basically re-found it back 20-some-odd years ago. And if it weren't for him, who knows where we as Noahides would be today. Maybe nowhere. It's always in Hashem's hands, but if Vendel didn't... You know, pick up the uh, the mantle and, and 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 go with it and do his his part. Uh, we might not be here today having this conversation. And it's uh, you know I have to tell you that I I, I was very proud to know Vendel. Uh, he's affected a lot of people throughout his life. And when we had our NOAHide Nations Conference, our very first world conference in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, we gave Vendel uh, a very honored award uh, that is the the NOAH award. It is a, a lifetime achievement award and certainly there was nobody more fitting to and deserving of that a- award than Vendel. So we were honored to be able to give that to him and You know, I have to tell you too, when we uh, uh, made the announcement, I mean, it was right there. He was sitting right down, uh, you know, in in front of us. And uh, for those of you who know Vendel, you know that uh, he had a very difficult time hearing. And uh, we were standing up there making the announcement about the, the award. I'm holding it. I'm holding the award. And uh, Jim is reading off uh, the accolades for Vendel, who, of course, couldn't really hear them. And when we announced uh, his name, we literally had to you know, call Vendel up and, and wave him on up. And people helped him up on stage. And we had to kind of tell him in his ear in a loud voice that he had won this Lifetime Achievement Award called the NOAA Award. And we, I handed him the award and asked him if he had anything to say. And he said no. He couldn't talk. Uh, he was all choked up, kind of like I am right now. And he said that he couldn't he couldn't speak. And I have to tell you that for the first time in the six years that I've known Vendel, I'd never seen him for a loss for something to say. Uh, he never was he at a loss to respond in, in some way. And this was the first time that I'd uh, ever seen him this way because he was so affected. And I was just glad to be able to uh, affect his life in, in a way, in a very deep, meaningful way that he impacted on other people. And later on, I'm going to you know, read some of the things that have come into me since Vendel's uh, passing from uh, individuals who wanted to remember Vendel uh, as, as part of this show. And you'll, you'll have an idea of just what I'm talking about when I say that, that he affected a lot of people's lives. But let me, you know, also kind of uh, mention some of the things that Vendel did just you know, being Vendel. Uh, he was probably one of the the Gentiles who have done more for the Jewish people than than anyone. I mean, he's just a, a, a fabulous individual. He loved the Jewish people. Uh, but let me take you back. Vendel was actually born in uh, uh, nineteen thirty, uh, May May twenty ninth, nineteen thirty, and he. From the very beginning, uh, I guess you could say he had Bible on the mind because when his mother Vera found out that she was pregnant, she uh, went home and, uh, and immediately pulled the Bible off the shelf and starting with genesis one one she rolled up a newspaper and like was using it for a megaphone and began reading the Bible from genesis one one to her stomach. And by the time Vendel was born, she'd gone through it probably uh, a couple times. But that's how it all started for Vendel, was his mother reading the Bible to him uh, while he was still growing and and manifesting into a little baby. So thank God for Vera, because she really brought forth a, a son to be remembered. It's interesting too that uh, his life involved a great deal uh, to do in the ministry. He had a bachelor's degree in divinity and a master's degree in theology, and he, I mean he was uh, uh, an, an academic achiever. And he became uh, a pastor, and it was you know a pastor of uh, Baptist churches, and so he you know took care of a lot of people in his capacity there, and certainly affected their lives, but. He also discovered the truth. Vendel was one of those guys who was a truth seeker. He went after the truth. He wanted to know who God was and you know, what the truth was. And so he went after it, and he, he met a a rabbi. And the, 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 the rabbi helped him a bit and you know, allowed him to you know, read some of the, the, the Talmud and some things that really choked Vendel up. And uh, apparently, Vendel became so serious about studying that he basically uh, told the rabbi that I need to enroll in the kindergarten of Judaism because he he felt like he was just an ignoramus, even though he had a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, and he'd been a pastor. And of course, the rabbi told him that you know, we begin classroom training for for kids at five, six years old uh, in in Talmud Torah. And believe it or not, Vendel sat in a classroom of kindergartners learning Torah, learning Hebrew. That's how badly Vendel wanted to know. And by gosh, he did know. Because once he studied, I mean, he, he continued to study in Israel. He attended the Hebrew University. He was a studier. And he took that which he had learned and passed it on to others. He was a, a true a, a Torah scholar, and he wasn't afraid to share it with you. He wasn't afraid to share it with uh, not just Noahides, but also the Jews. Vendel <laughs> uh, was just that kind of guy, and uh, he was admired by by many. and And of course, you know, a guy like Vendel, he can be very controversial. And when he told his congregation, the Baptist Church, what he had discovered and what that was going to do to him, everybody had abandoned him. Well, the same thing kind of happened when he started to, you know, share some things with the uh, uh, Jewish people. Sometimes they didn't like him, other times they loved him. And and that's one of the, the wonderful things about Vendel. He was just a, a, a great man, not 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 afraid to tell you what he thought, was not afraid to tell you what he'd learned, and also was not afraid to ask the important questions. To give him the answers that he needed in order to, to fully understand the truth. So, Vendel was just one of those truly, truly righteous guys. I mean, he, he just was. Um, in fact, he also uh, got heavily involved in archaeology while he was over in Israel. And he actually started a foundation that was basically, a, in the beginning, it was the Judaic Christian Research Foundation, you know, the IJCR, and, uh, which ultimately wound up becoming VJRI, Vendel Jones Research Institute. But with the IJCR, he was actually able and did go out on a great many archaeological digs at Quorum, and in particular in, in Cave 3. And it was his Excavation teams that actually uncovered the uh, holy anointing oil from the holy temple. Uh, it was actually found in uh, April of, of 1988. And of course, the skeptics would say that, uh, well, it really wasn't, but uh, this, this item that was excavated these items were intensely tested by the uh, pharmaceutical department at the hebrew university and of course at the expense of the ijcr but they had determined that it was indeed the uh, holy anointing uh, oil uh, found in psalm 133 uh, later on, uh, in 1992, he actually had a team that was uh, uh, doing major excavation work, and he had uh, his team had discovered. I'm, I'm going to call it the holy incense, okay? But really, what he had discovered was a, a reddish material that actually wound up being a, a compound of a, the 11 different ingredients in. The holy incense. And uh, that year they actually excavated 900 pounds of the spices. And here again, these uh, spices were, were tested and retested and confirmed to be all the ingredients necessary for the holy incense. And because it was already there in the material and formed, uh, it became known as the holy incense of, of the uh, uh, Holy Temple. And that was just another one of his excavation teams that uh, that found this. And he did this all using the copper scroll. Which, of course, uh, there were many skeptics as to whether the copper scroll had any value at all. But Vendel knew that it did. And with the help of the copper scroll and Hashem, uh, he was able to find these very very special finds. In fact, uh, he was <laughs> he was uh, written up, uh, you know, in, in in a number of places. I mean, there was just a whirlwind of activity and in, in media activity with ABC and you know CBS, NBC, CNN. I mean, all the the majors uh, were talking about these fines, particularly with the uh, uh, the Temple Oil uh Vendel was written up in, in National Geographic which of course we all are familiar with National Geographic uh, uh he's in Omni magazine just you know been in countless uh publications he's been in countless uh shows and he's just been able to share what his, his, he has found and uh, what he has learned uh, by from being a, a seeker of truth in Torah. And, of course, Vendel, for those of us who know him, his ultimate goal was to find the Ark of the Covenant. Sadly, he wasn't able to achieve that goal. But if we believe in reincarnation, quite possibly Vendel will be joining us once again, and possibly Hashem will allow him to discover the Ark of the Covenant. So uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, about Vendel. You know, I mentioned that he was, uh, you know, looking for the the fabled Ark of the Covenant. But one of the really key things that he did for the Jewish people that you may or may not be aware of, he gained, a, you know, a good deal of notoriety for this. And it was during the uh, Israel Six Day War back in uh, 1967. Uh, He actually volunteered to be a forward observer for the Israeli forces. Interestingly enough, Hashem had blessed Vendel in a a number of ways. One of those ways is that he had a unique colorblindness. And this unique colorblindness was a a physical attribute that allowed Vendel to, to be able to detect enemy camouflage, which basically allowed him to spot uh, several gun emplacements. I believe it's where they uh, had camouflaged tanks. So from his forward spotting position, he would seek these out, find the camouflage, give the artillery you know, way back behind him, the coordinates, and they would then launch and, and do shelling, and were able to eliminate all of these targets, which they never knew. They never they never saw him. They couldn't find him. Only Vendel, with his colorblindness, was able to spot these enemy encampments. So he was, uh, many people, even t- today, call Vendel a hero uh, as, a, as a result of that. In fact, he was also written up in Time Magazine for uh, what he had done in, the, in Israel's uh, Six-Day War. So Vendel has done a lot for not just... Gentiles, but he's done an enormous amount for the Jewish people as well. And in fact, because of Vendel's work with Gentiles and teaching Gentiles how to be Noahides and, and you know what it means to be a righteous Gentile, in essence, he helped the Jewish people because everyone who becomes a Noahide by default becomes a friend and ally of Israel. We just do. For me, and my wife, we didn't come to the Noahide understanding, the Noahide way of life through Vendel. But even before then, when we knew that we were Noahides and we're living a Noahide life, we fell in love with with Israel. It's just something that, that, that takes you over when you become uh, an, observer, uh, an observer, I'll call it, uh, of Torah. When you become a studier of Torah uh, and you, you study Hashem and what He expects from us and what... Israel means to Hashem what Israel means to the world what the temple means to the world so Vendel was kind of like the, the bridge between the Noahide people and the Jewish people now you know that bridge from time to time still gets shelled pretty good and, You know we have to, to mend that you know, bridge from time to time but it, it is there and always will be there and a good deal of that Honor needs to go to Vendel Jones. Uh, if it weren't for Vendel, we might not be talking to you today from Israel National Radio as Noahide Nations. So, thank you, Vendel. We we will always be thankful for what you did for us as Noahides, for the Gentile people. And hopefully, Vendel, we will be worthy enough to be able to carry on in in your name and do what Hashem has called us to do, and that's to bring peace around the world, share the Torah with our fellow man, and share Hashem with our fellow man. So Vendel, we owe a great deal to you. I, I know you're not here to to hear this broadcast, but I, I know that you can you can you can hear it. I, I'm certain of that, and and I just pray to to everyone who is hurting right now because uh, of the loss uh, that we are, are now feeling. Uh, it's a tremendous loss, and everyone's kind of just kind of dazed, and you know, still you can't believe that it's actually happened, but it it has. So, folks, I appreciate you being with me here today to help me remember and honor Vendel Jones. And we've got to stop here for a break right now, but please stick around because I'd like to come back from the break and read some of the thoughts of others that Vendel Jones has affected and how they've affected their lives. Thanks, folks. Catch you on the other side. What lessons have you learned from life? Here's what Helen Keller has learned. The best and most beautiful things in the world cannot be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Would you like to learn more life lessons? Tune in to my brand new show, Life Lessons with Judy Simon, and hear the life lessons that the guests on my show have learned on their journey through life. Tune in to the new show, Life Lessons with Judy Simon, on Israel National Radio. You don't have to be in Jerusalem to buy the best of Judaica. Now sterling silver, artistic glassware, jewelry, Talitot, mezuzot, and much more are available online at Judaica4u.com. Or you can just walk into our downtown Jerusalem location in the bell tower, Judaica4u.com. On the web, in Jerusalem, and now in Moda'in, in the Kaiser neighborhood, Judaica, the number four, the letter u.com. Welcome back, my friends. I'm certainly glad that you decided to stick around with me here through the second half of the Noahide Nation show. first half was somewhat difficult at times, but I enjoyed doing it, and I hope I'm able to get through the second half of the show. Uh, Speaking about our friend Vendel Jones, I I do want to kind of give a spot of news to everybody that I, I don't think Well, I know there's some folks that do know, but I'm sure most folks do not know. And that is that Anita Jones was given permission to have Vendel buried in the land of Israel. Now this is a monumental thing, my friend. Uh, there's, I mean, how many how many Gentiles do you know that have been buried in Israel? Uh, that's the kind of impact he had on the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. So it's quite a, a monumental thing, and I just wanted to you know pass that along because a lot of folks were not aware of that. I also wanted to pass along a, another little story that I have of, of Vendel. Uh, this was once again at the 2008 Noahide Nations Conference down in Fort Lauderdale. As the conference was going on, as, as those you know, for those of you who attended, uh, it was a four-day conference, and during the first few days, first three days, I noticed that Vendel was kind of like. Grabbing people's badges that were you know on their uh, other chests and he was reading their names or, or something I just I just saw him continually doing that and for the life of me I couldn't figure out you know what Vendel was doing and you know this went on for three days <laughs> finally uh, on the on the third day towards the end of the third day, I saw Vendel doing it again and so when when he was done, I kind of grabbed him and took him off to the side and you know just kind of said Vendel I, I've seen you looking at people's badges and, you know, I'm wondering, what are you doing? I I was thinking that, gosh, maybe he was pestering these folks and, you know, I I just wanted to find out what the heck Vendel was doing. So I asked him and he says, Ray, I am absolutely amazed at the number of people here at this conference that I don't know. And because he didn't know them, he kept looking at their badges to see who they were and where they were from. I mean, this was as mind-boggling to Vendel as him looking at the badges was for me, because I thought Vendel knew everybody and that everybody knew Vendel, and it's simply not the case. Uh, many of the folks that he talked to did know of him, but he didn't know of them. And all I could say to Vendel was, "You know, Vendel, this is what you started. I mean, I put this thing on, and it's a an High Nations Conference, but if it weren't for you." These people might not be here and you might not be standing here in Fort Lauderdale at this Noahide World Conference. So After that, Vendel kind of went on his way and I went on my way, both of us smiling because of the revelations that we had just had uh, at the conference, Uh, Vendel meeting so many people he'd never seen before, and me finding out that Vendel didn't know everybody. So it was a rather uh, uh, interesting situation. But anyway, I I was very fortunate and able to go to the uh, Vendel Jones Memorial Service on, on Thursday and you know i have to tell you it was it was quite difficult and uh, not just difficult for me but there were another 150 200 people that attended that it was difficult for as well uh it was a a very beautiful service in fact one of the things that i i really liked about it is that they actually had a slideshow that was going so as people walked in it was right up front and you could you could see the slides and as I was sitting there, and I'm watching this, and I'm you know kind of listening, I, I could hear people chuckling in various parts of the the synagogue, because there were just you know so many people that were affected by him, and oftentimes in very humorous ways. That when the slides went up, uh, you could hear people chuckling all over the place. So it was it was kind of neat to hear that in a synagogue at a memorial service. That's just how Fendel was in terms of you know how how. Uh, he affected people and how, they, how he reflected on their memories. Another kind of neat thing that the rabbi uh, had said during the service was that was that, uh, Vendel was like a bucket, that Hashem would fill Vendel with love and wisdom and knowledge, and Vendel would turn around and, and just pour this out on everybody. And you know what, folks, I believe that is a, a very, very accurate statement. In fact, I believe that once his bucket was empty, Hashem turned around and refilled it because he knew Vendel was just going to pour it out some more on more and other people. So in in my mind, this is very, very true because Vendel was full of love, full of wisdom, and certainly full of Torah knowledge that he was never shy about sharing. And that's one of the things that I think most of us, if not all of us, really loved about Vendel. At the service, uh, also Sam Peak and uh, Jim Long just did a fantastic job with the eulogy. I know with uh, some degree of certainty that I could not have been able to do it. just would have been too hard for me, and they were able to get up there and give their eulogies and hold it together so my My compliments to them because they they really did a, a very, very nice job in sharing their feelings about Vendel and who Vendel really was. So uh, thank you, gentlemen. If you're listening, thank you. Thank you very much. You did a fine job. Towards the end of the service, uh, the people were allowed and, in fact, asked to come up and share uh, any of their experiences that they may have had with Vendel that they wanted to share with everybody else. I, like probably most people, of course, wanted to get up and had some stories to share, but I couldn't. As soon as I went to stand up, I started choking up and just had to sit right back down because it wasn't going to go well. But there were some folks who were able to uh, get up there and hold back the tears and and share with all of us their experiences with Vendel, and it was quite moving, I, I have to tell you. There are many people who did this. In fact, right now, what I would like to do is kind of share with you some of the hundreds of emails that I've received since Vendel's passing from people that New Vendel and, and how he had affected their lives. So I'll try and get through as many of these as I possibly can and uh, hopefully be able to do it smoothly without uh, choking up too bad. So uh, bear with me, folks. I'm, I'm working without a net here. So let's go ahead and start with the first one, and it's uh, from Doug, and he says, Shalom all. We have lost a great man. Vendel's influence on the Noahides of today is incalculable. It's fair to guess that the vast majority of Noahides today were influenced either directly by Vendel or indirectly by someone else who was influenced by Vendel. I first met Vendel in 1989. Vendel had the kind of drive and tenacity that makes things happen despite seemingly impossible obstacles. His willingness to seek truth in spite of his Baptist training and all of its associated pressures opened the door for many of us to the world of Torah. Vendel's love of Torah and Israel was great, and that love has profoundly changed the lives of many people and for many generations. May his soul forever be blessed. Thank you, Doug. That That's uh, quite beautiful. I can't help but agree. Can you imagine... Having been a, a Baptist minister, having gone to seminary and theology schools, I mean, you come to the truth and and you turn around and you, you basically walk away from your former belief system. Everybody that knew you basically abandons you, ridicules you, uh, calls you names. I mean, it just... When Vendel went through this, it was not pretty, I I guarantee you. And this is just from the people that I've talked to. I didn't actually see it. But it is is remarkable that somebody could come through it the way that Vendel did and yet still love as much as he did share his wisdom and his knowledge of Torah with as many people as he he actually did. So, Doug, that that was a a beautiful thing to to bring forth. I, I appreciate that. Uh, The next one here is from Dorothy, and it says that uh, I learned more from Doctor Jones than thirty-six years of studying in churches. Doctor Jones's dedication and passion to share Torah aided me in bringing me out from idolatry and to absorb myself into Torah and to teach my family. He will be greatly missed. Comfort and peace upon Anita and all who were associates with Dr. Jones. You will be in my prayers always. When I was at the lowest time of my life following an auto accident that left me housebound for six years, you prayed for me, a total stranger. I have been studying Bible and archaeology for many years, and as I listened to you, Professor Jones, many of my conclusions were not only confirmed, but you put many questions into perspective for me. I learned much and grew in my understanding of Torah. I will greatly miss you. You have left decades of tapes to be transcribed into many books, a legacy of thousands of students who found your understanding and knowledge of ancient texts in light of archaeology and anthropology very, very groundbreaking. It is my hope that the Research Institute Takes your life's work to the next level. Well, thank you, Dorothy. That uh, is, is beautiful as well. I don't know that I could have put that any better. <laughs> there is certainly a large number of, of tapes and CDs and books and just, you know, thousands of hours of material that could be put out there uh, by Vendel. So uh, you've given me an idea. So I myself may try to take that to the next level and uh, see if we can't do something with that. Uh, The next one here says that uh, I had the privilege of working with Vendel Jones since the early 80s, an amazing story in and of itself. I understood Vendel's love affair with the God of Israel, his Torah and the land of people and the land and the people of Israel. It was his calling, his destiny to build the bridge that connected Gentiles to God's truth. And it was mine to help him achieve this goal. In those early years, we had the time to have one-on-one Bible studies on our breaks, and he would share pearls of wisdom from Jewish sources that were literally life-changing. I had the rare privilege of being loved as a daughter, one that I have cherished for my lifetime. Much of what I am made of today came from the strong foundation set on Torah truths from a man beloved of God who gave unselfishly to anyone who wished to know him. May my heavenly father shower mercy and blessings upon the man Vendel Jones. Hashem gave me Vendel as a surrogate dad here on earth when I needed one most. I won't cry for you, Vendel, for you are finally having a peaceful and well-deserved rest. I won't miss you, Vendel, because you are always with me, as you are such a vital part of who I am and what I have grown to be. With humble appreciation, Renee. Renee, you really got me there. I (laughs) thought I was going to lose it for a minute, but uh, that was just incredible. I can certainly understand how you feel. Uh, Vendel touched many, many people's lives In this very same way Uh, You are not alone In in your feelings And though I say I will miss him uh, In a way you're exactly right In in, in missing him Missing probably visiting him Personally and and physically But you're right He will be with us always Spiritually So Renee thank you for that That was absolutely beautiful Uh, The next one is from our friend Stella Uh, She says uh, Dear Ray I was so sad to hear the news of Vendel Jones passing away from this world. Even though we understand that where he is today with Hashem, which is the best place, it saddens us all who knew him, by his work, and those who were privileged to know him personally. The world has lost someone great. The heavens have gained a great spirit. My condolences to his family, and may Hashem grant them the strength these days. Amen. And indeed, amen. Stella, thank you so much. The next one is is from a a friend of all of ours. If you recall, those of you who have been with us from the very beginning, my co-host, a fine gentleman by the name of Jim Long, has sent this to me. And it says, Dear Ray, at this writing, it hasn't quite Hit home that Vendel's really gone. I find it difficult to think that the next time I drive down to Texas, that I won't see him greet me at the front door with a big bear hug. That greeting said it all because he truly embraced life and people in the same way with interest, enthusiasm, and genuine care. Though I was in my mid-forties when I met him, I discovered that I still had a lot to learn, and he gave me a priceless gift, schooling me in God, Torah, and Israel, the three most important lessons that I will ever learn. It may sound lofty, and Vendel might think, in fact, Vendel might think it a bit overblown, but I can say that he truly showed me the path to the tree of life. Uh, Jim, I can only echo those sentiments, especially those about the bear hug at the front door. (laughs) I I can guarantee you, my friends, that if you happen to get in the front door and didn't get a hug from Vendel, you were not going to escape because you were going to get one when you left. Vendel uh, was just that kind of guy. He just loved people. He loved people who loved Torah, who loved Hashem, who loved His Torah. And that is something that's going to probably be the most missed by most people, is going into the front door of Professor Jones' home and being greeted with that smile and, and the hug that you just couldn't get away from. So jib thank you for for bringing that memory uh, back to to my consciousness i I really do appreciate that uh, the next one here is throughout the eighties i Summered in Jerusalem and never missed it when Vendel Jones came to speak at Root and Branch, the Israel Center. He kept audiences spellbound with his incredible discoveries from the Copper Scroll to temple spices and more. I emphasized, or pardon me, I empathized with his running battle with the secular anti-biblical government agencies and the academic archaeologists. His most memorable story for me was not archaeological, but military. He was accidentally caught in a dangerous area during the Arab-Israeli War. Syrian artillery and tank fire were dominating the region with impunity. The Israelis could not find the sources of, of this fire. Bendel convinced an officer that he could direct them to the gun installations that threatened his archaeological dig. The Israelis could not see what Vendel saw, but he directed them to the enemy guns, and they were silenced. It was deduced that because Vendel was colorblind, he saw right through the elaborate Syrian camouflage. He rode with the army for two days, and the IDF was able to unblock the strategic region of the northern front. Vendel quoted from the Torah how he felt like Jethro a Gentile helping the Israelites, being their eyes in the wilderness. When we spoke in New Jersey in 1998, he and Anita went out of their way to visit me. They were full of quiet grace and bold vision of shaping the future. B'nai Noach has lost a founding giant, the stature of Jethro himself. From uh, author Isaac Moseson. Uh, Isaac... Thanks so much, my friend. This really does speak volumes. Uh, It's one of those gifts that uh, Hashem provided Vendel with the purpose of Vendel helping Israel in in a time of great need. And uh, like Jethro, I would have to agree with that statement. Uh, Some may think that's a little lofty, but you know what? Uh, Not me. I, I, I think what vendel did was was very very powerful for the israeli people and for the world uh next one here is uh from uh, James Tabor, Now I've kind of had to edit a little bit of his because it was so long, but it says, I met Vendel at the 1990 Fort worth Bene noah Conference. He had asked me to speak, and he picked me up at the DFW airport in his huge vehicle, and we immediately went off to lunch to discuss and prepare for the exciting days ahead at the conference. Those were the days. Vendel was a larger-than-life character, and those of us who knew him in his prime will never forget the power of his voice, his spirit, and personality. He and I often had our sharp differences on his archaeological projects, but he welcomed the debate and the exchange. Before I met Vendel Jones in 1990 at the Fort Worth Benayahu Conference. I had never met an Orthodox Jew outside the academic world I inhabited. Vendel urged me to attend that conference, even paid my expenses. He had never met or heard me, but he had seen some things that I had written and sensed that I was one he could trust. At that meeting, I came into contact with many, many people. As a result. Since that time, I have had countless experiences with rabbis and Torah teachers, even in some of the highest circles of observant Judaism, and my life has been infinitely richer as a result. So I want to give Vendel the honor that I think he deserves. I I can't even imagine what that must have been like for you, uh, Jim. Uh, that, that's... <laughs> That's an amazing story, and I think a lot of folks can understand where you're coming from uh, because we've all had very, very similar experiences uh, with Vendel, even those who never even met him. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there that never met him but knew of him that were influenced by people who did know Vendel directly. He just, he was a giant. Uh, you know, I don't really know how else to, to put this. Uh, he, he was really... Of of tremendous value to, to mankind. And all you had to do was listen. And if you were willing to listen, willing to learn, willing to be objective in what you were hearing, and what he was teaching, you would hear him speak volumes to you about our Creator and about the things that the Creator has done for us, about Israel and the importance of Israel and what they mean to us and what we mean to them and also the temple. Boy, Vendel, Vendel was one of those guys that he could get up in the morning and and talk Torah until he went to bed at night and then get up the next morning and do it all over again. That was Vendel Jones. You know, some some folks, well, we're getting close to the time where we need to get off the air, and I I really apologize. This hour has just flown by me, folks. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up and simply say that you know, a lot of folks call Vendel an eccentric. A lot of folks call him a, a, a great Torah scholar in Zadik. I call him my friend, my mentor, a man to which I can aspire to be like. Vendel, you will be missed by many, and your name will be remembered always. I hope to see you in the next life. But for now... Rest in peace, my friend. My friends until we see you next week. Shavu Tov. A study at the Urological Clinic in the Soroka Hospital in Israel found that those taking Apuncha capsules experienced significant relief from bladder or urinary problems. Don't just suffer. Contact the Priso company for natural herbal remedies. Made from the Apuncha flower grown right here in Israel. Visit their website at www.prisso.com www.prisso.com That's P-R-I-S-S-O dot